You want to hear this topic today. It's something that not everyone wants to talk about, but we get real. Me and Kathy Fester, and this is going to help you to reach your goals. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and today we have with us a great supporter of the Dynamic Women community, a client, a great friend of mine, and someone who you are going to be excited to get to know, Miss Kathy Fester. Thanks, Diane. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm, I'm really good. And I want you to let us know, um, let us know more about you. But all I want to say too is, you're going to hear Kathy in a way that is like, super bubbly and super positive. And if you've heard another episode where I have interviewed her, cause yes, I've brought her back cause we're going in a different direction today. So what I'm saying is you'll hear her be positive and bubbly and we're going to get serious though today. We're going to talk about some other stuff that maybe people aren't talking about as much. Mm-hmm. And it's really crucial um, whether you're listening to it now during COVID or after COVID, this mm-hmm. is something that we're going to talk about stuff that everyone faces and things that are very crucial that we get honest about and have some tangible tips to actually get through. Does that sound right, Kathy? That sounds fantastic. So first of all, tell us, tell us just who you are, what you do, what you're about. Okay. Well, some people know me as a crazy woman, uh, cause (laughs) I, I'm a pretty busy, pretty busy lady. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife and, uh, love my family to bits. I'm a high school music teacher, so I have uh, 238 students this year, which is crazy, but I love every bit of my job. I've been teaching for over 30 years, so I call myself a master teacher, um, but I'm also an entrepreneur, and I'm so excited to be an entrepreneur. I, uh, I am in the relationship marketing strategist business where I help uh, other people build their businesses through relationship marketing. And I am also co-founder of Gratitude Appreciation Summit, which is um, my way and my partner's way of helping this world become a better place. Because boy, Diane, we need a lot more kindness in this world. <laughs> we do, we do. And you definitely, you definitely preach that. And just so you know, um, uh, our listeners, um, when you say partner, you're meaning... Jeanette Martin. Yes, not her husband. <laughs> no, not my husband. My husband is so introverted, he would not speak here ever. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, gasummit.ca if you want to check that out. So I, yeah, I know you as this bubbly person who talks about gratitude and appreciation all the time. I'm very happy to announce, uh, actually the first author that I've had on here um, from the Dynamic Women Confidence Secrets book. The first? Yeah. Wow. The, the first one that I've had like since the books come out. So that's, that's really exciting. And so your piece in this is called the art of gratitude and appreciation. And I'm not going to have you talk about that because that would be giving away the secrets that you shared in the book. But you know, in it, you talk about how to gain confidence by using gratitude, by using appreciation. And where I want to go today is like, what do you feel is the opposite of confidence? 
Oh my goodness. I think the opposite of confidence is fear. And mm. fear is such um, a big part of people's lives. And I know through my self-development and training that I've been going through for the last several years is how to grow through that fear and face your fears. It actually mm. makes you a much stronger person creating that confidence. It's a yeah. huge, huge piece that everybody on one level or another has. And yeah. it's when we avoid that fear that things become, um, if you don't, I think it's, fear is not an, is not necessarily a negative word. If you flip it to make it a positive word, um, you move forward in life. You feel confident in life, whether it's with somebody or with yourself. I think that's a huge piece. And I don't talk about that in the book very much because I didn't get enough pages, Diane. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I want to stop you here for a moment because I don't want us to flip it to the positive yet. I want us to just spend a moment. Like, what are you seeing in your world? Because you've got, you've got actually three main worlds that you're in right now. Yeah. You've got the students and the teachers at the school yeah. and all the other support staff. You have your family. Yeah. And then you have your, like, your business community and your network um, where you see entrepreneurs, small business owners, your clients that you support, and you know, friends and such. So what, what types of fears? I think, you know, we don't want to gloss over like, yeah, there's all this fear. Like, let's name it. Sure. What are the fears that you're seeing from any of these areas? I think, I think there, there's, it comes in many different forms. Let's put it that way. It comes from everything from somebody being uncomfortable talking to somebody. Um, so let's use a client. Okay. For those business people watching and listening today. Um, you have that fear of picking up that phone and making a cold call. Mm. There's pluses and minuses to cold calls. But if you work through, through that fear, whether it's an actual phone call or a text or uh, an email, the fear is getting that no. Well, the no can be a good thing too. And learning how to brush off that no, people can either say yes or no. If they say no, move on to the next person. And that yeah. goes in with life as well. You're not going to be best friends with everybody in your life. That's yeah. impossible, right? So yeah. we have, we click with people or we don't click with people. Yeah. But if you don't face it rather than avoid it, you're not creating an environment of positivity and confidence in your own personal life. Yeah. By avoiding and, it. and actually listeners, do you, do you hear? Kathy has a hard time actually staying in the negative of it. Do you hear how she flips? Do you hear that? She instantly flips straight back to the positive. And this is a really great attitude in life to have, to just be thinking about uh, what's the bright side of this? What is the glass half full in this? And I love how you flip, but I'm going to try and hold you here, Kathy, to this place of like, let's first, let's list all of the fears that people have, and then let's like unpack each one. And I'd love to hear how you yourself deal with it or how you've helped others to deal with it. So the first one is cold calling in business. What are some other fears that you're seeing? Let's go through all of them first, because I know that people out there are having these fears, but we are so busy uh -huh. that we're not spending any time actually acknowledging the fear. And then it, it, causes us to act in ways that we shouldn't act or it manifests in illnesses. So I yeah. really want you to let's like, let's list them all out. And I know we, we won't be, it won't be an exhaustive list. Would you get maybe five or six, 
but this will help people to really be like, oh my gosh, I think that's me. I think I've got that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So cold calling is definitely one. I see it in my mm-hmm. business a lot. What else would you say? Um, I would say when you're in a crowded room, although I hope we're not doing that right now, <laughs> but when you're in a crowded room meeting new people to actually meet those new people and have conversations and a trick. Uh, so that's, that's don't, a don't go into the trick. I yet. The, sorry. I won't go into the tricks. Okay. So um, meeting, meeting new people and yeah. actually that still happens on zoom, right? You're at yeah. a conference and all of a sudden the organizers say, and now you're going to breakout rooms. Yeah. And you're like, huh? What? I don't know anybody here. Yeah. Okay. So I even have that with my teenagers when I try and do a zoom call lesson because we're doing hybrid. Some is online, some is in person. They won't put their live cameras on because they don't want to be seen. Right. And that's a teenager thing. So, yeah. 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 And so the the virtual is it's harder too, because you see yourself the whole time. (laughs) We don't like looking at ourselves in the mirror (laughs) very much. (laughs) Well, I think, I think you're, you're now aware of what everyone else sees. Yes, absolutely. And that goes with people in business that do um, live Facebook. There's another fear. How many of you are fearful of talking, doing a live Facebook? I know that was a big hurdle for me. I won't give the answer. Um, What's another one? Um, Speaking in front of a large audience, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you're doing a presentation to a boardroom or in my case, talking to 2000 people in an audience, I tell you the first time I had to do that, that was a big fear. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes it's even just the fear of um, putting a post up about how you're really feeling or hitting, hitting publish on, on a blog article or your website or the product you're putting out there. I've also seen it in, you know, even the, the first time or maybe the 10th time someone would lead a pack meeting or if you have to stand up for yourself, right? Oh. Those moments when someone has done something wrong and they might even be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know to, even this morning, I, I, felt, I felt a little fearful. There was someone parking in front of my house and on Wednesdays between 10 and 12, you're not allowed to park there. And so someone, as I, as I actually moved my car from there across the street, someone else parked there. And I didn't recognize the car. I kind of know my neighbor's cars. I didn't recognize them. And when they pulled in, they were taking a long time. I had to get inside. And, and there's a sign there. And I was like, do I point out that they shouldn't be parking here? Only from the place of, I don't want you to get a ticket. But I was also like, am I being a jerk? And then I'm fearful of, I can't get them to roll down their window because we shouldn't, right? And there's all this going on in my head. Even dogs in a on the trail, there's one trail you shouldn't have dogs on. And I feel like, should I be saying something? And I don't want them to get mad at me for telling them. And so there's really, there's small experiences we have every day that can bring fear. And so here's, we just listed a whole bunch of things. And so, uh, you know, for those out there, you've got your own fear. So just be thinking about something that's fearful for you. And it could even be something that would be a positive, like getting a massage is a positive thing for many people, but you could be fearful of, of being in that position and feeling a bit vulnerable or exposed and not wanting to do it. So just, just come up with maybe one, one of the minimum three fearful things. And as Kathy is talking through the strategies she uses or the strategies that she has taught others to use or suggests to others or has seen others do, 
please think how can you apply one of these strategies? It won't be the same experience, the same fear, but how can you apply some of these strategies to the fear that you have? And you touched on something really important, Diane. It's different for everybody. What works for me may not necessarily yes. work for you. And that's part of facing your fear as well, coming up with that solution that works for you. We're all human beings. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. And, and, and to accept that is a huge piece to, to understand who you are and how you operate. And, if and actually, I had known the things that I know now in my 50s, if I had known in my 20s and 30s, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom. Yeah, with age brings wisdom. But you, and just before we go into, you know, listing off strategies, and then I think after that it would be really good to just follow up with the, like, why it's important to even be doing this at all. Um, I, you said a word acceptance, and acceptance of yourself for having these fears, accepting that what worked for someone else might not work for you, but also mm -hmm. being accepting of other people's fears. Mm -hmm. I know that my, you know, my son can, for some reason, can be fearful of not wanting to go into his classroom. And, yeah. and I'm like, come on, you love it. And, and I know at the end of the day, he's fine. But for me to just be like, you're fine, go in. I'm not accepting that he's actually having that feeling. And that it's really hard for him. And I have to keep reminding myself what might be easy for me and exciting for me, like speaking on a stage, I still get fearful, but it's not paralyzing yeah. that I have to accept other people's experiences of it and not belittle that. And so I'm yeah. glad you brought up that word of acceptance and accepting Absolutely. others and being understanding and having empathy for mm -hmm. how they're feeling so that we can meet them where we are. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, let's get some strategies. Any, any of any tips, so how, do, I, how do we get over it? Yeah, well, I think one tip is, uh, uh, and we just, we touched on it, and that is fear is good. Let's flip it and make that it's good. So understand that it's actually healthy to have that heart pitter-pat with anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's healthy, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you get to the other side of it. If it doesn't go away, then that's a whole other can of worms. But that's actually a healthy way of being. If I didn't get nervous every time I went on stage with my students, I'd be a little worried about it, right? Yeah. But it goes away because it's now comfortable and practiced. And I think that's the other key is practice going through that fear and practice and do it over and over and over again. I quite often with some of my, um, my uh, people on my team, we will actually do an exercise and have a competition on how many no's we can get in a day. And we, and I give a prize for the most no's. Wow. And that's a really cool exercise to go through because the more no's you get, the more comfortable you get with hearing it. It's practiced. So that's one strategy that helps a great deal. Another one is when you are say in a crowded room, don't go to the people that are in a group that are already talking. Go to the person that's shy in the corner and come up with a conversation. Bring that person into the conversation. Mm. Work through their fear with your fear, and you might find some commonalities. I often find that as a result. And then that ends up being a really um, comfortable place. I remember the first time I came to Dynamic Women yeah. many years ago. It, at the bank in Vancouver in the meeting yeah. room 
Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, yes. It was the first time I met, I met the ladies. I had no idea. My team leader was suggesting me to go to this meeting. I'm going, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was shy. Like, I didn't know what I was doing and what you were all about and, and being in an environment that was completely foreign yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, going into business. I'm a teacher, for goodness sakes. What do I know about business? <clears throat> right? I don't know a lot. So working through that fear and working through that learning. Yeah. I, I am a big believer that we as human beings progress if we are learning and bettering ourselves in some way. That's why I'm so big with gratitude and appreciation. And I'm not talking about to necessarily all the time to others, but to yourself. So be grateful that you have that fear. Be grateful that you can work through that fear and, and, and move to the next level. And oh my goodness, it's a great feeling when it happens. Great yeah. feeling. Yeah. So let me just, let me grab a few points here. Uh -huh. um, so the practicing is helpful. The um, changing it into something that is good or like fun, almost like a fun challenge um, doing it with others, yeah. um, or the kind of go looking for the other scared person in the room. It's look for the, um, the first step that you can make that has the least chance of failure, yes. <laughs> right? Just that small step, uh, bringing others into it and kind of doing things with others and the, the going through it rather than pushing it down. I think that really needs to be mentioned. I've been learning this quite a lot around grief with losing my father um, mm -hmm. this year. And in the grief share program that I'm doing at my church, there's a lot about like you, like actually allowing yourself to process it. And I think the fear is the same way. We yes. need to allow ourselves to process it and know that we're going through it. It's when we push it down and avoid it that it doesn't help us. And so the picture that flashed in my mind was getting on a bike. I don't have fear when I get on a bike now. Yeah. I did have a fear before when I got on a bike. And then the time that my husband said, let's go downhill mountain biking. <laughs> I had fear getting on my bike, not because I get on the bike, but because I was doing a new thing with that bike. Yeah. And yeah. so it shows us how far we've grown. And so if, if you can, everyone can just take a moment and think, what did I used to be fearful of that I'm not fearful of now? Yeah. So take a moment, like when you were five, what did, what was scary? And now you do it. And you're like, I don't even know why that was scary. And when you were in high school, and then when you were, maybe if you went to university or your first job, your first interview, oh, right? yeah. going up at work, the first presentation you had to do at work, or um, maybe asking someone out on a date or making a new friend, like all yeah. these different things that we did along the journey, um, we're, we're better at now. Yeah. So what other, what other tips? I want to just make sure we captured all that, that you've sure. already done. Um, some other tips. Um, I think taking a deep breath. And I talk about this a lot um, with people taking a deep breath before you face that fear and just blind, not blinders on, but go in one direction. And then if that direction stops you, like with a roadblock, go in another direction, but don't move backwards, always moving forward. So there's multiple directions as you work through some of these potential 
fears or apprehensions. That's another good yeah. word. Yeah. Apprehensions to doing something. Last yeah. week we had a, um, another competition with my team and I decided not to take part in it for lots of really good reasons. But as I was watching my teammates go through it, I watched them work through their fears as well. It's like, Hey, that wasn't so hard. And I think that's, that's the joy. And that's the moment where you're grateful for, wow, I did that. And you may not get accolades from everybody else, but you can give accolades. Give yourself permission. There it is. Give yourself permission to say, good for you, right? Yeah. Um, I think we are so reliant on other people to give us those accolades. And we really can't do that anymore. Um, no. People are too busy. People are busy. Um, they forget. They they mean well. Um, but take a breath and be thankful to yourself when you accomplish that fear. Another strategy is to have um, a group of people around you to support you. Mm. Right? If you have, like, if you've got a really good friend that you feel you can talk to about anything, to say, hey, I need some support. Let's talk about how I can you can support yeah. me through this fear. That's awesome. That's and that yeah and for those people that don't feel they have a good friend um i bet you we can find you one like i'll help you <laughs> <laughs> well then yeah and being able to know that other people have that fear or or another another emotion that is holding them back um mm -hmm. whatever that may be is lack of self-worth or um just a lack of confidence and so knowing that other people are going through it anyway as well with you is is a nice like oh it's oh, it's okay it's okay I think it's always surprising diane that that um you think you're the only one you're not you're not no there's a whole bunch of people out there that have the same fears or similar anxieties that you do and until you talk about it through that fear yeah. you, you discover hey i'm not the only one you know mm -hmm. even having a talk with my teenage daughter the other day it was like oh, I'm so not normal. I'm so not normal. And then by the end of the day, it's like, oh, maybe that is normal. <laughs> because yeah. she discovered there's a whole lot of other people having the same fear or anxiety over something yeah. in school. And, and it works. It's the same in business. It's the same in our daily lives. Um, during now with this, this darn COVID thing, even working through my fear of with a customer in, in the store that will not move. And I politely ask, can you just move back so I can get that article? Because they're standing there with the phone. They're just chatting. They're in my way, get out of my way. And she was really, really spiteful back to me. And it's like, I just took a deep breath. I went through my fear. Cause I normally don't confront people. I just like make it work. I adjust, yep. Yep. I compromise, but I worked through my fear of saying something politely and I didn't get a very good response. She backed up eventually. It helped that her son was standing there going, mom, stop making a scene, but that's okay. Wow. <laughs> so um, we all have different, different moments. Um, and then when you talk about fears that are even bigger, like the fear of flying and the fear of riding on a horse, getting back up on a horse, my husband still will not get up on a horse because he was thrown off once. Whereas I've been thrown yeah. off a horse several times, but I've gotten back on. So when the time is ready. Well, what helped you to get back on? Way. Pardon me? What helped you to get right back on? Uh, my attitude. I, I'm, I'm a fighter by nature. 
I don't, um, I don't give up easily. I'm actually incredibly stubborn that way. So if I don't accomplish something, um, I do it until I drop an accomplishment. Yeah. That's just my personality, but not everybody's like that. Right? And my feeling is you got to do it right away very quickly before your brain has time to kind of jump in there and oh, put yeah. a halt on everything. So Don't process my, my, my daughter actually, um, she was on a, a chairlift, not with me, uh, with, cause we couldn't fit everybody on it. And, um, she was, she ended up slipping out and was hanging from it. Ah. She wasn't, no, she didn't get on properly. That's what it was. So I don't know, 20 meters from the, from where she got on, she's hanging from it and they had to stop it. And thankfully, you know, someone ran up and there was a big snowbank, and, and she had to, to jump into it. Well, I was already going up. And so I watched it all happen. And I very, as fast as I could with my fear of um, not being very good at skiing, got down to the bottom and I was like, she needs to get on right away. We need to get her back on that chair right away. We're not ending our day right now. And she was crying and everything. Um, and, and I got her back on and she was fine, but had, had you waited. So if you think of like that cold call that you make and you're fearful and you get a no, pick the phone right back up and do it again and have that support. And Diane, you bring up a really good point. I mean, look at kids learning how to walk when they're one or two or however old they are. I don't even remember how old kids start walking. But I don't know. Do they have fear? I don't think they don't have fear when they're little. They, they have no fear. So where does that fear come in? It's your own mind. It's the choices we make with our own mind and with our, our media and TV and all of those extraneous things that are constantly filtering in. Yeah. When you're a child, you don't see those yet. You don't understand those yet. Yeah. So our mind gets in the way. Let mm-hmm. our heart I allow your heart to follow through. I think that's what I do. So I let my heart follow through yes. to get to the other side faster. And you're right. Do it right away. Absolutely. Cause yeah. we process, we think too much. We think too much. Right. Just let things be. Yeah. Right. And so what do you say to that person on your team who is afraid to make cold calls or what do you say to the, the student who's just about to go on stage for the recital and notices the big crowd of people? Um, yeah. What do you say to them in that moment? Because I think it'd be really good for uh, our listeners to mm-hmm. have some tools of like, what is a good thing to say? But maybe what's not a good thing to say? <laughs> I, I think not a good thing to say is you can do it. <laughs> Because that makes them even more fearful because then it's putting on an expectation on themselves to please you as a parent or as a teacher or as a mm. boss. Mm. Like, you can do it. You can do it. It's like, uh-oh, now there's an expectation on me to do it. Oh. Right? So I twist, I flip it around where it's take a deep breath. You'll know when it's right. Just take a deep breath and focus on that breath. It really comes down to breath, Diane. It really, really does. There really is no other trick that I've come across. Or another one that I've tried now and then is close your eyes, count backwards from 10, take a deep breath and go. Mm -hmm. And that it's, again, it's a practice skill. And the more you practice it, I'll use my daughter as an example. Again, a couple of weeks ago, she had a really difficult time doing her English. And she expressed it to mom and dad. And um, I said, well, you need to talk to your teacher. Well, I'm afraid. Well, 
why don't you write it down and then you've got it in front of you so that you don't actually have to look at the person, get rid of one of those fears of reaction from their facial expressions. Because we read people's body language all the yeah. time. So let's write it down and then you can talk to your teacher and have it in front of you. Well, it was two days later. We wrote it right away. I started it off for her. She asked for my help. And once I said one sentence, she just flew and wrote the whole thing out. Two days later, I'm driving her to school and she was very stressed. I could feel the tension in her body. Mm. And again, I didn't say you can do it. I didn't say you've got this, right? Because she's going to immediately think, oh, mommy's expecting. I need to make her proud of me, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I just said, take a deep breath. You've got your script. Just look at it and go. Mm. And you know what? It went just fine. So she worked through a massive fear yeah. by that practice of taking a breath, something written, there's a strategy, something written in front of you so you don't have to think on the fly because not very many people are good at thinking on the fly. Yeah, right? yeah. And actually, you know, I, I had to self-manage here when you said that, don't say you can do it because that is kind of the token sentence that is said. Yeah. And so I was really dissecting this from a life coach perspective, from a curriculum development, like what's the, you know, and yeah. what I'm, and, and what, why does this work? What makes this work? And what I'm seeing is when you say you can do it, the fear is based on, I can't do it. And yes. so when you say you can do it, you haven't given a solution. You're now just battling the mind that's saying, I can't, but I can't do it. And here's why. But when you say breathe, the person can breathe and it starts to control the body's nervous system and relax it and ground it. Mm -hmm. I can remember my first time when I was um, the rising star chosen by my speaking, my cap speaking chapter to speak at the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers convention in front of my like peers and it's esteemed, yeah. esteemed peers. And I had five minutes to basically say, what I wanted to say. Right. And I had memorized it, but I hadn't memorized it. My brain was starting to blank. And I could not calm myself down and I could not, like I, I just kept moving around and I couldn't calm myself down and I was so nervous. And yeah, people are saying, you got this, you're going to do great. But I bet in that moment, if someone had said, Diane, okay, just be feet flat on the floor, just going to breathe. Ground yourself. Yeah. That would have been more helpful. Plus I would have probably dug deeper and I'm sure your daughter did dug deeper into herself to pull out the resilience and to pull out that knowing that she could at least take the next step. So I'm, I'm we're, we're fearful of something we're judging ourselves. So if somebody's it's, it's a tough one because I work in an environment where it's raw, raw, raw. You can do it. You can do it. Yes, you can go team. Go like that's the environment I work with my, my business all the time. And it drives me crazy because it's like, okay, now there's an expectation on me to actually do it. And it, for me, I'm reactionary where I actually pull back. It's like, no, 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 that doesn't work for me. So I find by practicing the deep breath, by practicing meditation periodically, by practicing counting backwards, focusing on uh, some, some people use a picture to calm themselves. So um, I have a beautiful, beautiful picture of my flowers in my garden that I have on my phone. And when I need to just ground myself or center myself as I'm about to tackle something, I'll look at that picture. Or before this interview, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it. I was a little nervous. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah. So I went on my, my swing. I have a little hammock swing 
underneath my oh, deck in the backyard, nice. took a blanket, and I just was with nature for just five minutes. Just five minutes is all it took. So we as individual people, I feel, find little techniques now and then just to ground yourself, center yourself, be grateful, share gratitude with yourself, please, people. It is so, so, yeah. so, so important. Yeah. Um, I know it's, it's become such a cliche, this word gratitude and being grateful. Um, it really has. But if you're truly in that mindset, um, you know, gratitude journals, whatever. Some people do them. I used to. I found it too stressful because I'd let myself down and miss a day. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't need that stress. <laughs> so it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. But once you find it, practice it, practice it, practice it. Yeah, like brushing your teeth. Do it a few times a day. <laughs> yeah, a few times a day. It's like you want to get to a point where it's like brushing your teeth. We don't think about how to brush our teeth anymore. Yeah. So if you come into practice on facing those fears in a positive way, fear is good. If yeah. you don't have fear in your life, you're doing something wrong. That's just my own personal opinion. Well, your fear shows is probably healthy. you're growing, right? Every time you grow. And I look back on the things that, that I've done. I remember launching my first book, uh, Dynamic You. I, I was fearful because I'm like, this is in print. And what if there's a mistake? And what if people don't like it? And and the kind of the advice that someone gave me was, Diane, this is the first edition. You can always make changes. And I was like, true. Okay. And now it's like, you know, just the other day, I was like, launch another book. Here we go. And preparing <laughs> to launch another book. And it's nothing now. It's nothing. But like, yeah. let's wrap it up with, with this final question of, because um, people are like, whatever, I'm comfortable. I don't really need to face my fears. I just keep myself in this safe path. So what happens if we don't step into our fear? or any, or, you know, have any fear. Yeah. I think, I think it's one of the human, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not quality. If you don't have any fear, look for fear hmm. or growth for self growth. So um, I, don't, don't I think step it's into part it, of our human grow. makeup to have fear. I think it's part of our personality makeup. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you don't have fear, dig deeper because I bet you there's something there. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be big. It, it, it really doesn't have to be big. Um, it could be the smallest little thing like the fear of, oh, I don't know. High-fiving somebody. On yeah. The high fiving somebody. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> on the street. Like, yeah, just, on like the street. Hey, high five. <laughs> no, we all have that fear not, right now. Not during COVID times, but yeah, just be stepping out of kind of the norm. Yeah. Wearing, wearing a kind of a shirt that you feel you adore, but you think it's a bit out there. Or it's even if you don't have fear, find something that you're fearful of, like holding a door open for somebody and saying good morning to yeah. a complete stranger. Have you ever done that? Find something that you've never done before to create a little bit of anxiety, just a little bit and, and, and try it and see what it feels like. Because yeah. it is so cool when you open a door for somebody in, any shape, whether it's figuratively or physically opening a door. Oh my goodness. It feels good working through that little bit of fear. So if you don't have fear, I would say find something that find you've it. never done before yeah. and do it. Yeah. Because on the other side is that rush. There's that growth. There's the ability to leave it behind because yeah. you've worked through it. So there are so many benefits to having fear in our lives as long as we don't kind of keep it captive and hold on to it, 
That's right. have to work through it. Yeah, I, I actually, this reminds me of an article I wrote called, um, in a presentation I made called uh, Make Fear Your Friend. And yeah. so when we walk hand in hand or arm in arm linked with fear and use it as a way to propel you forward rather than hold you back and remembering that fear and excitement can be wrapped up into the same thing. And we just have to choose the perspective that we want to hold. And so today, Kathy, you've given us the great perspective that fear is a good thing. Fear brings growth. Fear is a positive thing when we use it to propel us forward. So, when somebody gets through that fear, make sure those of you that are listening or watching, make sure that you are grateful to yourself and show yourself some appreciation. And even if it didn't go how you wanted, right? So exactly if I, right. if I did end up going on some of the bigger jumps downhill mountain biking and I fell off, I could just say, at least you tried. Exactly. And be grateful for that, that you were able yeah. to do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on here today. Uh, it's always a joy to have you with our community because you have a wealth of knowledge and um, yeah, and you're just, your personality is infectious. So thank oh, you for getting, so much, for having me. yeah, it. yeah. And thanks for getting real um, with us today around this and, and how, you know, Fear can paralyze us, but we don't always talk about our fears. And so listeners, I challenge you, grab a girlfriend, grab a guy friend, grab a friend, a family member, someone you trust, and, and just start talking about the things that maybe you're fearful of. And it might not be that like, hey, what are you fearful of? And you maybe don't want to answer that question, but just talk about like, what are your goals for the next six months? What do you feel is holding you back? And then maybe the third question is, is there anything that you're fearful of with this? And start to uncover it. And the, the greatest question to then ask is, um, to get deeper and deeper is just, and what else? And what else? And what else? And just keep asking that of each other. Let's change the conversations that we have so that we can all move forward through fear together. Thanks so much, well Kathy. Well put. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.